I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have my client, Shannon, on, and I cannot wait for you to hear everything that we talk about. Shannon is a money coach. If you are a high earner and you feel like you're still living paycheck to paycheck, like 100K, and you're living paycheck to paycheck and having stress about money and are wondering where it's all going, you need to hire Shannon, like right now. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are in that spot and she specializes in that. She's absolutely amazing. But today on the podcast, we are actually talking about her journey. We are talking about her shift from a corporate career to becoming an entrepreneur. There are so many people who are making this transition right now, and she did it right before the pandemic started, but a lot of people are doing it because of the pandemic, because of this shutdown. I know right now, as I'm recording this, I keep seeing so many articles about people who are having to go back to work and they don't want to go back to the office. They've gotten used to the freedom that they have at home. They've gotten used to a different kind of work-life balance and are really reevaluating a lot of things about their life right now. So if that's you, you are going to be so fascinated to hear Shannon's story, to hear her advice. This is a really, really awesome episode for so many reasons. We talk about investing mindset, all kinds of awesome things. So let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am here with my client, Shannon, and I am really excited to bring you this topic and this interview. Shannon, please tell everybody who you are and what you do. Thanks, Samantha. Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Shannon Brumward. I'm a certified money mindset coach, and I work with high income earners who are trying to figure out where their money's going. The ones that are living from paycheck to paycheck, and they can't quite figure out how to get ahead. Yes, I love it. So good. Okay, so the topic that you wanted to talk about today was all around this idea of going from being a corporate employee to starting your own business. That is your story. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what were you doing? Why did you decide to start a business? What's that journey been like? Yeah, so I was working in corporate pharma for a little over 20 years. So after finishing grad school, I was heavily involved in the clinical trial um, part of the pharmaceutical industry. And I did that for many years and then transitioned over to over-the-counter drugs. And it was really, you know, quite stimulating. And I saw a lot of changes 
in big pharma and big corporations. And over the years, what would happen is, you know, all the pharmaceutical companies would merge and people would panic and who's getting laid off and who's going to lose their job. And that went on like for years and years and years. And, you know, every time it'd be like, phew, I made it out of it. And I realized that, okay, over time, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And so I decided on this last round of the potential mergers and layoffs that I was like, you know what, if I can pivot out of this, I'm going to do it. I had a little bit in mind what I was thinking of doing, and I just, I just took the leap and I went for it. Yes. I remember when we first met, like on our discovery call, when you were thinking about working with me, we were talking a bit about your leaving the corporate world. And I remember thinking, probably not saying this out loud, but just like thinking, oh my gosh, she's just like making this leap and hoping that it works. (laughs) But I was like, I know that I can help her get clients, but I just remember like feeling like, whoa, this feels like a very brave and big move. How did it feel to you? Oh, it was huge. It was a totally big and brave move. And of course I did it right like the week before the pandemic started. Yes. (laughs) So it also seemed a little nutty, but you know, I, I just knew that I had something to offer and I could help a lot of people do what I struggled with at one point in time. And I also knew when I was working with you or I was about to work with you, I'm an investor, right? So I I invest in myself and my business and my family and friends and everything. So why wouldn't I put the money towards working with you to help me, just like I could help other people, help me get started. Like I didn't waste any time really. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I know the content, but I don't know how to get it off the ground. So let me work with someone who speaks to me and who could help me. So I was like, yes, this was another thing that impressed me because this was one-on-one coaching and Mm -hmm. I was 15 K then. And when I started my business, I had a very DIY mentality. Like you had this identity of being an investor. For me, I had the identity of doing it myself always. And so I waited a long time to invest even like $300, <laughs> let alone 15000 So I just always have so much respect for people who are like, I'm going big from the very beginning. And it just paid off for you like so fast. Yeah, it really did. And I think like, I understand that not everybody has that money to put towards investing and you have to make smart choices. Right. But I knew what I didn't know. Right. And I knew that you had what I needed to get me going. Cause I, if, don't get me wrong. I was scared out of my mind about taking this leap. Like I was leaving a pretty well-paying job. I had been in this career for many years and now I'm like, oh yeah, let me start over and do something new. So although it was like, I was really passionate about it, I still had many pieces of the puzzle that I had no clue about. So I was really comfortable saying, okay, help me with these missing pieces so that I could get this off the ground. This is such a good 
way to describe it and talk about it. I think a lot of people wonder about how to make investments, how to make those decisions. And this concept of you really feeling solid in what you can deliver to your clients, but not knowing how to get those clients to deliver to them yeah. and, and recognizing that that was the gap in your knowledge and looking for who can bridge that gap for me. I think that's just like, I want everybody to just think like, okay, what is that gap for you? That is what you invest in. And I think so many people go and invest in other stuff like a website or graphic design or whatever when they're first starting out. When it's like, no, you need to figure out like, how do I get this to people? That is right. the number one. <laughs> yeah, you want the return on that investment, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that we do in the very beginning kind of enables you to hide. And then you're like, why isn't this working? And it's like, because you're not making money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was definitely something that I was very well aware of at the very beginning. And also I felt really comfortable with making decisions. Like I, I'm really comfortable with making decisions. And I think that a lot of folks, at least the folks that I work with, they know what they want, but they're afraid to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, they just carry their past with them all the time. And they use that evidence, only the negative evidence though, right? They use that evidence to predict what's going to happen in the future. They never use the positive evidence, right? But they always use the negative evidence and bring that along with them. And so it, over time, they make fewer and fewer decisions because they tell themselves they're, you know, horrible at making decisions. And then, you know, they just slow down. Everything slows down or halts altogether. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this is so good. This like, I think everybody in their past, you have negative evidence and positive evidence. And when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I understand the idea of a self-concept at a new level now hearing that because the negative evidence is our brain's default for our self-concept. Like the thoughts we have about ourselves, our expectations of ourselves are all built on negative evidence from our past. And I feel like the work that we both do with our clients is literally just telling them, hey, look at all the positive evidence and use that to build your new idea of who you are and what you do, your new self-concept. That changes everything. Like just not even like believing in something that isn't real or that you haven't proven yet literally just looking at the positive evidence you already have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me how you made this shift from being the corporate employee to being the entrepreneur with the CEO mentality, because these are very different approaches. Oh my gosh, are they ever. So it's fascinating because when you're an employee in a corporate organization, there's like this whole machinery around you. Like there's somebody who can do every little piece of everything that you're doing and creating. And so you're not the only one who's making the decisions. You're not the only one who's making this machine move. So when you transition into being the CEO of your own company, I remember thinking, 
okay, so what, what do I do now? <laughs> like who tells me what to do now? I remember you <laughs> asking me that exact question multiple times. <laughs> exactly. And you would say, you can just decide it's your business. And I'm like, oh, right. And I think because I've been trained um, just as a, a straight A student and the kind of person who you follow the rules and you do what you're told and you can excel and follow the rule rubric, that was, you know, that level of conditioning led me when I transitioned over to like, oh, I'm supposed to figure all of these pieces out by myself. How do I do that? And that was, that was, that was mind like blowing for a bit there. And that's why I kept asking you. So what do I do? How do I do that? And it's like, you can do whatever you want. So I, I love that, that it took me some time to get to that point, but um, that's also really empowering. Yeah, I think it is when you are open to being empowered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you have to be, you have to develop the confidence that you are making the right decisions for your company and ultimately for yourself. And as women, especially, you know, you have to be confident knowing that it's okay if you decide to do this. Right. And we've get so many different messages about being confident as a woman, right? Or being assertive as a woman that over time you could really start shrinking. And then when you jump into this position of ownership and you have to boss up, it's like, uh-oh, what is everybody going to see? What are they going to think? Yeah. I was just thinking like this shift for people when they start a business and by default become the CEO. (laughs) (laughs) Every business has a CEO, whether you call yourself that or not. It's just the highest ranking person or the only person for a lot of our businesses when we start out. It's kind of like imagining that you just suddenly were like plucked off the street and appointed CEO of like Target or something. Like that would be so intimidating for any of us. And we would really have all these questions like, is this the right thing? Am I doing it right? How do I do this? Like, oh no, a lot rests on my shoulders. And it is very similar in our own businesses. And I think that's something a lot of people don't really think about when they're starting a business and don't really think of it as equal to that. Like, obviously our businesses aren't target, but there are more similarities, I think, than most of us would think. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's a little bit of us underestimating the Um, power that we have within our own businesses. I don't think that most of us go in thinking that, you know what, this is something that you're, you're running and you're putting out into the world um, and that you really have the control. I think that takes time for people to get accustomed to it or feel comfortable with it. Whereas, and then it also comes from coming from corporate, the CEO is like distant, miles away. You're not that close to them. You may be a couple, you know, levels below them, but 
This is like this mystical Oz character almost. <laughs> I so love to it. yourself as a CEO, it just seems really um, bizarre in the beginning. Yeah, I think it is. I love what you said about we really underestimate the power that we have. I think that is so true. And I really want everybody who listens to this, who has a business already to really see all the power that they do have because there is so much more there than I think any of us realize. Like when you said that, I was like, oh, there's for sure power in my business that I have, power that I have as somebody with the platform that I have, the business that I have that I don't even see that I have. Yeah. And it, it requires you sometimes to put on a new, a new uniform, a new cloak, a new identity, like, and get into that identity. Sometimes it feels as though, what am I doing here? Right. But it's, it's beautiful to grow into it and it's uncomfortable to grow into it. But eventually you get to that point where, you know, you own it. It's yours. Yeah. I love that. So tell me what that process has been like going from, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this leap. (laughs) And I know like you had some money to like carry you over for a little. I remember that like when we first started working together, you're like, my expenses are paid until this date. (laughs) And then this business has to produce. And I was like, wow, that feels like pressure on the business. But you did it and you've continued to produce so much and grow so much and have such a legitimate business now in just a little over a year. So walk me through that journey. Yeah. So when I first uh, decided to leave, I know I was really trapped in my mind about what are people going to think? What, how do I describe myself? What am I now? Right. And there was a lot of that going on. And then I had to realize nobody cares what you're saying on Facebook or (laughs) you're saying on Instagram, you're thinking that all your friends are so involved and all your colleagues and they don't care. They don't care there. And the ones that did though, which is kind of interesting, the ones that would come around and that are lurking and would ask questions they were the ones who were like, hey, that's pretty cool that you took that plunge and that you did that for yourself and you're doing something different. So it was just really interesting. I remember feeling like, oh, I'm kind of hiding as this new person, right? Um, but then it was also like, how am I going to make this work? So I that's when I turned to you because I knew that I needed to make the investment to fill in the gaps and then figure out everything along the way. And I found that it was like, at times it was really fun. Cause it was like, I'm doing something that's pretty cool that a lot of people don't get to do. And I can figure it out. Like everything is figure outable. Like you can figure out what to do and you just try different things. And when I went back to being, um, when I first started, I was like trained in science and it was an experiment. Everything was an experiment. And we don't suddenly say in the lab, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? No, we try it. We keep trying things. And so that's how I've looked at this whole venture about like just trying different things, different opportunities, seeing what works and what doesn't. And the quicker 
you try things and the more you try things, you figure out more and more of those things actually work and what works. And then you get the so-called success. And I think that's been what's been working for me over time. Yeah, I think so too. I think your science background is like one of the best things that you brought into this business because this is what I try to teach <laughs> all <laughs> the clients. Like, hey, this is an experiment. You're innovating. You don't have innovation without failure. That's yeah. part of it. Like exactly. people don't come up with a new idea and then try it and then it just works. Like the Wright brothers weren't like, hey, let's make a plane. Oh, look, our first one worked. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. And I think we all know that at some level, but you came in with such an acute awareness of that. You picked it up like so fast, like, yep, that's how we do this. And I think it's just served you so well. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that at times my mind's doing all kinds of topsy-turvy things that takes me out of like belief that this is going to work but it doesn't prevent me from trying. And I think that's the key that, you know, everybody I'd say, give it a shot. You know what I mean? Um, that really serves me every single day. It's like, I don't know, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> you know what I mean, and I'm scared, but I'll give it a shot. And that works for me. Yeah. I think that's how we have to do it. Like, why wouldn't we be scared of the unknown? Why wouldn't we be scared of failure and what that might mean? You know, like that's just logical, but you don't want to dwell there because <laughs> then you won't go past it. Yeah. And I never feel that you fail to the extent that you don't learn anything and you don't move forward. It just doesn't work that way. You may fall backwards a little bit, but then that enables you to propel forward. So as long as you are aware of what you're doing, and that's part of it, the awareness, you are going to move forward. It's when you stop moving, you stop trying, then it's stagnant. And that's where, you know, all of the confusion happens and the angst. Yeah. I feel like there's probably so many really good examples of this, like in the pharmaceutical industry of like developing drugs where it's like, okay, we're trying to solve this problem. We're going to try this that we think might work. Okay. It didn't. We're going to try this thing at, from what we learned about why that one didn't work. And like, you keep like kind of chipping away at that problem. I see so many entrepreneurs who come into business. They have that problem. They try one thing, it doesn't work. And then they're like, throw away all of that, like all of those ideas, all of that data. Let's start with a completely different project. Like imagine mm -hmm. doing that where you're like, oh, we're going to create an antibiotic. Oh, that didn't work. Actually, we're going to create a cancer drug. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> let's, let's try to do a COVID vaccine. Oh, that didn't work on the first try. You know, like that's not how it works. <laughs> exactly. There are phases and throughout the phases, you make little tweaks. You don't just do exactly what you said, like throw out the whole drug and start from scratch yeah. on something completely different. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. And it's such a good analogy. <laughs> it's funny to think about because I think that is so many people's approach to business. What has your growth been from somebody who about a year ago was like, hey, I think I'll do this business thing. I think people are curious to know 
where are you now? Yeah. So I think and I started right around March and I wasn't really making offers. So I wasn't making a, a ton of money at that point. But once I started working with you, my trajectory just took off. Um, so I would say from June till now, I'm now over six figures. So which is like blowing my mind, right? <laughs> because I just, I, like I said, I needed to make the investment in myself and I needed to hold the belief. I was committed to the process. Like I was committed to making this work, um, but I needed to really see that it could work. And I think that as much as you provided me with all of these tools, it was also you having the belief in me that this actually could work and seeing you build a business as well. Because I didn't know anything about building a business, like nothing. Like I didn't know anybody really, I didn't know very many people who had their own businesses. Everybody went to school and went the traditional route of like getting a degree and then another degree and then getting a job. So this was completely new territory. Um, so being able to do this myself seems like magical because, you know, I'm not showing up somewhere and receiving a paycheck every two weeks. I'm creating the value. I'm creating the money. I'm making it happen. It, it just seems so um, bizarre to me at times, but then also really empowering. It's pretty fun. I feel like I could never go back to a job. <laughs> like none of them pay enough, but they also don't pay right. You know, right. they're like, here's the amount of money that we'll give you per year or per hour or whatever. Hope you like it. <laughs> and that's it. Exactly. Also, this is so, uh, it just feels so good to sit at my desk every day, all the time. And that I didn't feel all the time when I was working in pharma. That wasn't the case. And I get to choose. I get to choose if I want to sit at my desk or sit on the couch or however I want to make this happen, however I want to help people and whatever I want to put out and try, I get to choose. And that feels good. That feels good to me. That is amazing. I'm just like, that's everything right there. Like you just get to choose how much you make, where you're working, what you offer, your hours, all of it. You just get to decide. And it's so, so fun. And it's so funny because I remember talking to you about okay, I want to do this, but I don't want to be working 80 hour weeks. I don't want it to be crazy. And it's funny because now I don't have to work like 80 hour weeks, obviously. Um, I actually have to pull myself away, which is very fascinating. But I also have the opportunity to spend more time with my kids. Now, I didn't expect a pandemic. So <laughs> yes. that's a lot of time with my kids, but I, you know, I was really concerned that I was going to start something that would take me away from the family. And I didn't want that. And I haven't had that. And in fact, I'm spend more time with them pandemic aside than I did when I was working in pharma. So I, I love it. I love it. That's so good. I remember coaching you on like, taking weekends off and 
not working nights. Like you can put the work down. It'll be there in the morning. <laughs> I struggle with that a little bit too, but I, you're right. I, I know I don't have to. And that's what I've just realized over the past few months too, that I don't have to take the work, you know, over to the weekends or into the evening. Like the business is still, you know, creating value out there, even when I'm not there, which is like mind blowing. That's the best. So good. All right. What last thoughts do you have for anybody who's at the very beginning, who is like, maybe they're in a corporate job. They want what you have. They're like, oh, that sounds amazing. 100K, more time with my kids. That's the dream. (laughs) What is your advice for them? Well, I know that a lot of folks feel that they have to replace their income entirely before they take the plunge, which is like a trap, right? So I don't want anyone to feel that, you know, you've got to entirely replace your income before you leave your corporate job, because it's going to take you a lot longer to do that a lot longer to do that while you're working both. And I don't want anybody to get to the point where they're like burnt out before they even start, right? So really take a complete assessment of what you truly need to survive. And that difference, more more than likely, you'll make it up pretty quickly once you leave your job. You really will. Um, I would also say make the best investment for in yourself and in your business for what you need. So if you know that you're not, you know, you're, you're having difficulty with marketing, find out what you need to fill those gaps. If you know that you have this skill set, then buffer the other things, but don't waste your time on, on the fluff. And like we talked about earlier, like the fluff, like the websites and stuff like that. Get out there and meet people and get the tools that you need so that you can start making money because it's a business. (laughs) I so agree. A business needs revenue. (laughs) That's part of what makes a business a business. (laughs) Some money coming through. I love your advice about not trying to replace the corporate income I see this so much and you're right. It is such a trap because you're essentially trying to work a full-time job where you're making however much and then work another full-time job where you're making that same amount. And for most people, like that's not realistic at all. And what I saw with you is having a bit of a financial buffer, like even if this is like your savings and you're like, I don't want to use my savings, like that is better than burning yourself out and having it take so much longer. And it will. I think the reason that you've had such quick growth is because you kind of just jumped off the cliff. Like you had a a bit of a parachute, but like... (laughs) Yeah, not that long of a parachute. And you're just like, here I go. It's going to (laughs) work. Exactly. And I think people think that's going to create so much more pressure if they just jump off the cliff. But in actuality, it frees you up. 
the pressure is trying to have these two full-time, you know, jobs, the business and a full-time job. That's, that's where the pressure comes from. Once you release one of them, if you're thinking of going into business for yourself, you're going to see that all of that time and energy that you were doing, you were using in the nine to five is now all for the business. So it's, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, like take the plunge. Yeah. And I think it's also worth, you know, if it's a like possibility to reduce your lifestyle for a while to be able to to do that, to like live on less. Like I know for me, I had been, like I said, I started my business very DIY, very minimal investment. I got things going with pretty minimal investments. And then there was this point where I wanted to make bigger investments but I had been kind of living off of my business. Like I'd been taking all of the money I made in my business, like paying the minimal business expenses, paying taxes on what I made. But then it was like, oh, vacations and new furniture and like whatever we wanted for our lifestyle Mm -hmm. to kind of help ease some of that tightness in our lifestyle living on one income. And when I wanted to get into a mastermind and invest at a much higher level, I remember having a conversation with Stuart around like, okay, we're going to stop living on the business. Like now we're going to have to go back to only living on your salary. (laughs) So we're going to have to really cut back so that I can invest as much as I want in my business. So we had that conversation in May that year. I made that investment. Um, I started that mastermind in August and a couple months later, October, I had tripled my monthly revenue and then it kept growing from there. He lost his job that month. My coach increased her rates by almost triple and I had a giant pile of cash where it was no problem to be able to pay her all because I had made that initial decision of like, let's cut back our expenses. Let's trim back, like not everything, but like let's rein it in and really be able to invest in the business. And I think that was such a pivotal moment for me, setting me up for all of the growth that I've had since then, because I had that cash on hand to invest in all of the different ways that I wanted to. And in my piece, being the only income earner just a few months after that conversation, That's so good because, you know, I have so many clients who they have these goals, just like you did with investing in your business. And they're thinking that there's absolutely no way that they can do it when it takes that awareness to like, okay, let's look at what our priorities are. Let's remove any of the fluff. And everybody feels that they don't have fluff, but some of us do. My clients do. Most of us have some fluff. (laughs) A little bit of fluff. And they take that fluff out and they realize that, oh, wow, I can actually do this. And I think that going through that exercise so that you could leave your nine to five, if that's what you want to do and go right into your business is the best thing you can do for yourself. Cause then you can start making the real investments for what matters, what really mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. And I think it's not like saying fluff. I don't think either of us mean it to diminish like having a nice lifestyle or enjoying your life or treating yourself or any of those things. I know we both 
love those things. (laughs) I think it's more about priorities. And especially when you have a business, where does that business and investing in growing that business to a much higher level, where does that fall in the priorities? And I know for me, when I had that conversation and made that decision, it was deciding to put that pretty much first. <laughs> like we're going to pay our mortgage, but like <laughs> right. we're not going to buy a new car. I was going to keep driving my really junky car. And every time mastermind renewal came around, it was like another decision to not buy a new car. <laughs> and my car was like almost 20 years old when I finally got a new one. And it's fine. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's so important to stress that this isn't forever. It's it's an investment that you're making for you and for probably for your family. And you can still have the nice things. There's still nice things that you can have. Um, and I, I really, I'm not saying restrict and restrict until, you know, you're living on some shoestring budget just to get to where you want to be. But know that there are ways that you can do this and still have what you want in the end. Yeah. And you are the perfect person to deliver that message because this is your actual niche. (laughs) (laughs) So I think there are going to be people who are your most ideal client who are listening to this podcast. I want you to talk a little bit more about what you do and where people can find you if they want to work with you. Yeah, I'm a huge proponent, as you could tell from this call, um, about investing in yourself, investing in your future, investing, period. So, and I, I really believe that a lot of us have lots of money stories and we can clean those up and at the same time, figure out a way to like, feel comfortable with our money, right? Whether it's having money in the bank or investing it or putting it into the business, we can get to that point where we're comfortable with our money and still have a good time. And it doesn't require restriction. So, you know, none of that giving up your lattes or don't going on vac- not going on vacations and things like that. But there, there are ways that we can do this so that you can get your thoughts around it and still feel good about your money in the end. Um, so I can be found on Instagram at The Whole Budget, uh, Facebook at The Whole Budget, and thewholebudget.com. I love it. Everybody needs to go look you up, especially like I just am obsessed with this idea of like high earners who still feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck and things are tight. Like, I just love that niche. I think it's amazing. I know some of you are listening. You need to just go talk to Shannon right now. Just hire her. Just don't even have a discovery call. Just DM and say, I'm (laughs) signing up now. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Samantha. This is great. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your wisdom. This was just like so much teaching and fire and everybody should listen to this multiple times and write everything you said down because this was so great thank you so much if you like this podcast 
I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 